Strictly Baseball. The Yankees have advanced. The Phillies are playing in the NLCS. As we speak, we're here for Strictly Baseball. Rory Tedemer, I'm Jacob Brown. Steve Cashin uh, has given us his predictions. He'll be on the next one. Uh, and and uh, he has a bunch of thoughts about the series as well, and we'll get to those on the next one. But right now, Phillies are in the NLCS facing the San Diego Padres. It's nothing-nothing in the top of the third inning. You Darvish on the mound right now facing the Phillies. Uh, you know, we'll go over that, I think, second and, and get into uh, the AL stuff first and, and kind of reviewing the NLDS as well. Uh, very quickly, because I think, you know, for, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, you know, as far as the Yankees are, I, I don't want to think about the divisional series anymore. I'm full speed ahead. I'm not celebrating the Yankees win. We are moving on, Rory. And I'm, I'm sure you're, you're not thinking about the Braves anymore. You got business to do against the Padres right now. Yeah, business indeed against the Padres. Uh, but, you know, I will be thinking about the Braves and the Mets sitting at home uh, <laughs> on the couch, 100 win teams and nothing to prove for it. So uh, I do think about that a lot. And uh, a thing I have to say is city of Philadelphia is on one right now. Uh, you got the birds at six and zero. the Phils yep. somehow, somehow a top four team in the MLB and the NLCS with a good chance. Like, like it's not like they're a complete underdog in this uh, good chance ahead to the world series. And then the Sixers, I mean, the Sixers are also like, you know, they have high expectations uh, and somehow the flyers like the last undefeated team in the NHL. I know the season just started, but people are just <laughs> having that funny, funny joke saying, Oh my God, the flyers are the last undefeated team. <laughs> Uh, that is certainly an aberration. They stink. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. I know. I know. But uh, yeah, you're right. No, I'm I'm focused on the Padres, and uh, honestly, they scare me a lot more than the Braves. Right now, right now, as I've said, I should. Say. Well, well, and they should. I, I mean, look at the teams they had to beat. You know, I mean, the, we cannot slouch the teams that have gotten to this point. You have all these naysayers about the format. I mean, are, are we really going to start complaining about this format? The teams that sat at home and weren't ready to play weren't ready to play, and that's their fault. End of the day, that's that's it. I don't give a crap about anything that they did in the regular season. I don't care that the Dodgers beat the Padres 14 times in the regular season. It's the playoffs. It doesn't matter. That's what the playoffs are supposed to be. I saw someone tweet out, man – Back in the day, baseball had the best format when it was just the, the best team in the National League versus the best team in the American League at the end of the year, and that's it. No, no. They, it's the playoffs. That's a more legitimate way to figure out who's the best team uh, in there. The best teams face the best teams, and you figure out who comes out at the top. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to hear any of that stuff anymore about naysayers with any of the teams that have reached this point. Well, there's definitely something, uh, you know, kind of magical, I guess, about a team having to fight for it, you know, having to fight to get to a spot. Uh, Absolutely. There's a team that's just there and, you know, kind of just has been coasting. Uh, and that's kind of where the playoffs really gets, uh, you know, where anything can happen. Uh, anything can happen to the playoffs because these teams, you know, all of a sudden they build like this this character to them. The Philadelphia Phillies at the end of the season were a, a loss away from not getting into the playoffs. Uh, it's yep. – Pretty like unimaginable that all of a sudden they have this dog in them and uh, just you know are a new identity. It's a real like a new team. It's pretty crazy. 
I mean, they have your energy. I mean, that you've had throughout the season. Like, you know, I mean, you got to be honest. I mean, you were overrating the Phillies the whole season. You know, over the summer, we're following them like, oh, Phillies are go. I mean, I knew you were half kidding. You never thought they were going to get this far. I mean, th- this is this is absurd. Almost. I mean, that, and but they're a good team at the same time. And they always had the starting pitching uh, with with Nolan Wheeler leading the way. They always had the potential with the bullpen. It just was mismanaged. They always had the potential with the lineup. It just had injuries throughout the year and was inconsistent and couldn't really get going through any large extended stretch. This is the first time this team's been together and healthy and full strength. And especially now with David Robertson back for the series, they're a good team. Yeah, no, I mean, but it is, there is something about, you know, maybe, yeah, I was half kidding, but they were supposed to be good. Like, yeah, team, like they should be good. And it's just the fact that it was Philadelphia and a September curse. uh, And just all of a sudden, you know, you have 11 years, you're not in the playoffs. It just had to get over that hump uh, to where all of a sudden, yeah, they could be a good team. I mean, I was not, I really, you know, maybe I was like a little bit kidding. I was not kidding when I said earlier last week, I was smelling a sweep of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Granted, that was a little out of proportion. But there was no way we were li- losing in uh, Citizens Bank Park, and I still don't think there might be. Did you see how nuts that place was? That oh, place man. was so nutty. Look at yeah. San Diego right now. Yeah, just turn to your right, Jacob. They're not even they're close to the same. You know, and and one thing before you keep going, I do not like how TBS dumbs down the crowd noise and Fox noticeably turns it on. It's the playoff. I don't need to hear Bob Costas at full strength voice i mean respect to bob Costas. i don't need to hear him at full volume but you know we need i, I want to hear the yankee stadium crowd yeah no bob Costas needs to be just strictly documentaries from now on uh but and and honestly al michaels too. al michaels way past his time he has not had a good call in years, years. i just think he's just not motivated by the slates yeah he is he's bad <laughs> he's terrible his call yeah. of the Eagles winning the, the Super Bowl was the worst call I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've ever heard. He didn't even know the game was over. Yeah. I mean, it's that it's that old school, you know, I'm the national broadcaster, can't show favoritism, and then the new wave of, you know, show emotion. You know, like the, the new wave of Kevin Burkhart, you know, who's the new lead man at Fox. Like, perfect blend of emotion and and. I would even say Burkhart has more emotion than Joe Buck. Like, even Joe Buck has that national, I'm going to try and have the same tone for every play. Like, I make fun of you with Buck. Like, I love Joe Buck. Joe Buck's my inspiration for to become a broadcaster. But Joe Buck is always, passes, caught, every time. It's no, There's no difference every time. And that's like, he has that old school. Burkhart, you know, he has that inflection. And, like, we, do, you know, we tend to have emotion, too, when we do it. Uh, it's just interesting that, like, we have more of that. Thing is, Bill Buck, like, still killer. I mean, he could say pass is caught. He literally goes, Case Keenum steps into it, pass is caught, yeah. sideline, touchdown, yeah. unbelievable. Honestly, one of the greatest calls. I love that call. I love the My- Minneapolis miracle. And it and- makes it even better that they then went on to Philly and got kicked, their ass kicked 35-7 to by Nick. Yeah. That's what's yeah. And, and- and it's a shame, by the way, uh, you know, Joe Buck, good for you to take the, the, the triple salary you're getting with ESPN, but uh, it's a shame he's not doing the, the championship series and the World Series. He's baseball. Uh, I look forward to him every October. So that it, it's truly, I'm going to miss him on baseball. Yeah. 
And how about, I mean, look, I just look at Reese Hoskins striking out. He's lucky he had a three-run home run because he hasn't done anything else. He has not done anything else. <laughs> three-run home run was so epic, though. I have to, like, I can't. Yeah, I mean, all right, let, let's start with this series. Cause we're, I have it on my TV on mute next to me. I'm sure you've got it on next to you. I mean, you do. Um, but how do you think this is going to go? I mean, both pitchers are pitching well. We knew that the, the starting pitcher duels are going to be there, I think. And I'm just going to be honest here. San Diego has more length in that rotation. They go three deep, uh, I think, more so than the Phillies do. I would take Snell over Ranger right now uh, just based on their last starts and their last few starts, really. Uh, and listen, I mean, Snell throws 95 miles per hour. He's won a Cy Young. He's got more pedigree than Ranger. Like, it's just it's there for Snell. Um, Thing is, he's not going against Ranger. No, he's not. But I think, you know, if Musgrove does – so Musgrove's got a pitch in Philly. So yeah, give me Musgrove in Philly. Okay. I mean, again, I, I mean, that's fair. I, I guess, but I, I think Musgrove's been a dominant pitcher. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, he might lose that game. I just think as the series extends, you get to that game six, game seven, the Padres are going to have three guys to rely on. Whereas the Phillies, I think if you're not going Wheeler Nola, you're more scared than the Padres are. Uh, in that sense, I think the bullpen slight edge to the Padres just because of their scoreless inning streak. Their their inning streak without giving up a run uh, was absurd. I mean, they they have been lethal in the postseason. The Phillies have been fantastic, but that slight edge when you're looking at these slight things where I got to predict where I'm thinking, how do I pick this series? They had a streak that was insane, and they, they're still probably going to keep going, mostly so now. The Phillies have a more explosive offense than the Dodgers ever did in the playoffs. That's going to be something that they have to combat and something that we're going to have to see play out tonight and and throughout the series. So I'm not saying that that's going to prevail. I'm just saying based off what we've seen, Padres have had that going. Offensively, it's the Phillies. Um, So you can't deny that. They have been the better offensive team by far. But are they going to be neutralized by this pitching? I mean, so far they are tonight. That's not fair. It's first time through the order. We'll see how the rest of the game plays out. But – if I had to pick right now, you look at the home field advantage, it's Padres. I think they have one more starting pitcher to rely on. I think the bullpen's slightly better. But, yeah, the Phillies can swing the bat. And if they go in, split, after the San Diego two games, going into Philly as it is with any series, and you're, you're smiling, yes, that's where it gets interesting. And it, I think the Phillies can do that, which is why I think it will go to seven. But if it's in San Diego in seven games – you're probably going up again. You know, I, I think it'll be Padres in seven. And I'm not confident about it either, but I'm going Pods in seven. Ugh, Pods in seven. Uh, look, I'm not I'm not saying Padres are a walk. I know, I know they're hard, and I know they got a dog in them as well. Uh, you're right. Steal one in San Diego is my goal right now. Uh, you have the pitching matchups. I don't care. Wheeler's better than Darvish. And Nola's better than Blake Snell. I don't give a shit right now. That's guaranteed. <laughs> Those are two dogs. Uh, game three, Musgrove, yes, is way better than Ranger. But he'll be pitching in Citizens Bank Park, which no one has had success with yet. You're talking Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton led the Braves in strikeouts. And then Spencer Strider, obviously, rookie of the year. Um, Charlie Morton did lead the Braves in strikeouts. I don't know if well, yeah, yeah, that was my fail. I was like, holy cow, I did not think that was the case. Led them in strikeouts. And 
the reason we do so good against him was because we killed him this season. Guess who killed Joe Musgrove this season? I'll raise my hand. The Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies. There was like a, that we were talking on a pod, you know, what we were on the broadcast uh, in Forest City, and you were saying, oh, Joe Musgrove's got like a two point something ERA. I go, <laughs> not tonight. He gave up four. He gave up four and three. Uh, yep. Who got killed by the Phillies? Do you know? Who got sent down a river of shit after uh, getting molly whopped on the Phillies? I'm guessing Snell. No, Josh Hader. Matt Veerling oh. took him deep in Milwaukee, uh, and he went on to have an 18 ERA after that. Uh, ever since then, especially Alec Bohm, Matt Veerling, they don't hit home runs for their lives. Uh, you're going to give me that pedigree against Josh Hader, who's pitching out of his mind right now. But, I mean, it's, it's interesting. And I think the real kicker is game four. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, shaky, obviously. Pitching very well right now. But you're going up against Mike Clevenger, who's equally as shaky and also stinks. So uh, you give yourself a chance there in Game 4 in Philly, obviously. Then Game 5, you're going to round it back out with Wheeler. I mean, you're looking pretty good there. And then you got to throw Nola again in San Diego if something else happens uh, against Snell. And I don't know. I could see... I was buying tickets to Game Five because I think that's when the Phillies win. <laughs> Realistically, oh, obviously yeah. now I'm looking at this game. I hope you got to win. Uh, one, two, three inning there for Zach Wheeler. You love to see that. Very quick. Economical. Too. Yeah, uh, that was. He just dissected that. Uh, I would say Phillies in five. If I want to be realistic, I'll go Phillies in six, and I think we're gonna win it in San Diego. Unfortunately, I think we win it in Philly. Uh, Phillies at five or six. It's not going seven. Listen, one thing I got to say, and I'll channel some Pat McAfee here. The Phillies have some dog in them. Yeah. Like, they, they've got, like, a feeling about them where, like, they're confident right now. Now, the Padres have that, too. I mean, they just dethroned the, the team that everyone calls their daddy. Uh, you know, they dethroned the Mets. They, 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 have, they, they did something, too. And that it's so tough. I'm splitting hairs. It's very tough. It's very tough. So, uh, I, I mean, listen, it would be cool to see Philly. I, I and, and another thing for me, too, I mean, if we're being real, Philadelphia in a sports sense, you know, I'm a Giants fan. I don't like the Eagles. I'm a Ranger and I hate the Flyers. Uh, you know, I'm not a Philly. You know, baseball doesn't bother me. You know, we, it, we don't play each other a lot. There's not much there. It's like, eh, it's Philly, whatever. Uh, but you know, I still would prefer maybe the city of San Diego. I mean, sorry, sorry, Rory. Oh, you prefer to live in San Diego versus Philly? Yeah, that's, that's no doubt about it. Uh, right. I take the Padres' job right now. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's 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 hard because I do think the Padres could be tough. Could very well be tough, um, but I got to say the Phillies are going to win this. Uh, it just – I feel like they got too much rolling, and maybe it's just because I'm living with the Phillies. Like We're like, wow, we are rolling right now. Like We put eight and nine runs up against Atlanta at home, uh, holding them to like one and two. So it's – there's something – folded. I mean, they're, they're – you know, Atlanta, Dansby and Riley went cold. They they completely folded. There's there's no question about it. Sort of the Dodgers, um, they they and the Mets. I mean these teams just folded at the end of the day. And talking about a team that almost folded, my Yankees. Uh, they they were almost the other buy team that that folded. Um, I 
listen, they won game five. I did a mini fist pump. That's it. It doesn't require much more than that. This this was expected. They had to do this. Um, if you lost this series, it would have been a travesty uh, and, and jobs would have been called for at the end of the day. I would have been sitting here very upset if Brian Cashman was leading this franchise going into next season. Now, I would have had a long form discussion about it and say, listen, uh, if we're really being real about this and you take a deep, deep dive about it, Brian Cashman is still a tremendous executive. The only thing I attack him on genuinely is the fact that he has one championship uh, on his own in his entire career. That's it. That's all it is. I think he still makes good moves. I still think they have a good prospect pool that's going to come up. And if they come up and they perform all credit, you know, credit where credit is due. Like Cashman still does stuff. He still made the Benintendi trade and the, the Rizzo signing and trade that's, you know, making sense. And, and there's some things he's done, but there's other things that he's done that have gotten in the way. And, and you know, I'm very hyperbolic about it, but in, in, a, in a very realistic sense, the only reason I would have called for his job is because of the fact that it's one championship and his actual tenure in the 90s are, were not his teams. While he was the general manager, that was all Stick Michael and, and him making those trades and, make, and, and drafting those players. None of those 90s teams were Brian Cashman, even though he was in that front office. Um, so... Going into this series, they had to do it. They had that awful walk-off choke in Cleveland where they lost that game, terribly mismanaged with Clark Schmidt coming in in a safe situation with the wonky explanations from Aaron Boone. Very disappointing. And then you go into game four, uh, the team said they knew they had to find somehow some way to win that game. Of course you did because heads would have been taken. You know, I mean, th this would have been a really bad situation uh, if they lost that game. Then you go into game five. Uh, and you had to win this one too. The, the Guardians were throwing out Aaron Savali at the end of the, with the rain delay uh, and Nestor Cortez being on the mound. You got that gift of being able to get him on short rest, three days rest, and getting him in for a start. That that really, I, I think that was important. Um, while Tyone is going to pitch Game One of the ALCS, I think I'm more okay with that because you can afford a Game One loss in a seven game series. You can't afford to lose a win or go home. I was much more trustful of Nestor, and that, that was a much better way to go. He pitched good. He, uh, he was very economical with his pitches, and right when he started to lose that control, they had the bullpen ready after the day off, and it all it, the, the rain delay ended up working for the team for today. As far as it's going to work for the championship series, we'll see. Um, the hitting, we'll see how it prevails against the Astros. Aaron Judge had a terrible series. He struck out 10 or 11 times. The pitches that he were missing were were jaw dropping. I mean, you, these were pitches that during the season these are base hit, not home runs even. I mean, he had the home run season. He hit over three hundred. He was getting base hits. He had like one or two singles in the series, so that was more concerning to me. I don't care about the home runs in the playoffs. He wasn't getting base hits. You know, he wasn't walking. He was swinging at strikes that he wasn't swinging at the entire season. So. If he hits like he did in the DS, the Yankees are going to lose the championship series. Um, he's got to step up. I think Giancarlo Stanton is the most clutch hitter on the team. This is three straight postseasons where he has showed up when it comes uh, time to, to hit. And, and he has been there, no doubt about it. So has Rizzo this year. Rizzo's been fantastic. And he was, what, a six for 13 or whatever in the series. So when it comes to the championship series, the team knows they have to win this. They, they lost to the cheating Astros in 17. Some you know people will hate on it and say, who cares? The Astros won. It's settled. It's over. Whatever. Forget about that now. It's five years ago. 2019, you lost to that team. That team probably cheated too. And most people don't care about that either. 
Uh, you have to win this series. You can't lose again. This is the third time. This has been since 2009 that you haven't won the World Series. For the Yankees, that's unacceptable, especially for Brian Cashman, who, who is held to this level where he can't be fired. And, and Rory, you're holding up your hands here as Harper, my TV is not there yet. Harper just went deep. Harper just went deep. Good stuff. Oh, sorry, sorry to uh, sorry. Wow, no, hey, well deserved. I mean, Oppo on that short porch to left in San Diego, a big home run right there for Bryce Harper. Good stuff right there. But yeah, when it comes to the championship series, um, I don't have much confidence in the Yankees. They scraped by the Cleveland Guardians. I get it. In a short series, they can be incredibly scrappy. They don't strike out. They get a bunch of base hits. They have a lockdown bullpen. The Astros do the same thing, like like, except they they get base hits and that they also hit home runs. So they they do a bunch of other stuff on offense too. They have much more balance in the lineup in terms of righty and left-handed power. Uh, the the Guardians had essentially no right-handed power. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez was basically their their right-handed thump, and Jose Ramirez from the right side, and he's not as strong from the right side. So the Astros have lefty thump that the, that the Guardians didn't have. The Guardians' lefties were Naylor, who got absolutely owned in the end of the day. Pathetic right there, Josh Naylor. Go home. Uh, Andre Semenez didn't do anything. And Stephen Kwan, man, I love him. He is a fantastic player. He was fantastic. But you got to deal with Jordan. you got to deal with Kyle Tucker. you got to deal with some boys out there that have done things in the postseason. Their stars actually hit in the postseason. Aaron Judge is never done with Jordan Alvarez is done. I don't have much hope. They're, the Astros are going to win game one. It's Verlander against Tyone. Then you're going to probably go Cole against Valdez. I think you got to win that game and split in Houston. So game three in New York, probably going to be, I would assume, Severino against McCullers. And then game four is probably Nestor against Javier. I'm, I'm guessing maybe I'm forgetting somebody. Um it, it's going to be close, but I still think the Astros prevail because they also have like three starting pitchers that they can bring out of the bullpen. And the Yankees historically through the last decade of the playoffs do not hit in the postseason against good starting pitching. Um, and the bullpen is the weakest it's ever been coming into a playoff series. They don't have a closer. They got away with it against the guardian. They don't have a closer. So I think the Yankees go down again. A lot to unpack there. It's a lot to unpack there. Uh, the, the series was over between the Guardians and the Yankees when Josh Naylor uh, rocked the baby. Uh, that was the series was over. I mean, he didn't even tie the game, and it was like the fourth or fifth inning. Uh, that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen happen on the baseball field. Uh, series is over after that, and it, uh, don't don't hate on uh, Aaron Savali because he did win me a fantasy baseball championship, but. Uh, yeah, it's an undermanned thing, and I think if you're the Guardians, you're shaking right now because why the fuck did Shane Bieber not pitch? Why would why did he not pitch? Uh, Garrett Cole warmed up today. Say what? Garrett Cole warmed up in the bullpen in the ninth inning. Oh man, Shane Bieber on the same day's rest as Nestor Cortez, uh, throwing uh, ten more pitches or so. Uh, maybe it was fifteen, but still. Uh, you got to go out there for your team. You have to. I don't give an, uh, I don't give a shit about what your arm feels like. 
Go out there and pitch for your team. It's got to be good. It's not like it's sore. No one has a sore arm four days later, or else you're, especially in the MLB, where you got all the treatment in the world. Uh, this is. Well, I mean, you know, then you, I mean, I always hear David Cohen always says on yes, you know, no, no pitchers healthy in October. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. Aaron Nola is healthy right now. I can tell you that <laughs> one guy is on one. Uh, guys on what? So is Jose Alvarado. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's transfer over to the Astros series. Um, Astros didn't play that well against Mariners. I don't know. It's they didn't like blow them out of proportion. Like they got snuffed up by George Kirby and Logan Gilbert, who are the pitchers that I did not think they would get like dominated by. Uh, it was only so long that that game could go on. Uh, that last one where the Astros uh, pulled it out. But they did it because they have those starting pitchers in the bullpen who could start any day of the week for the Phillies right now in games three or four. Garcia, Hunter Brown, Urquidy, uh, and Christian Javier, all of them could – you can give me in the two spot maybe. No, not in there at all. Three, four. Uh, that's how they won it. Their offense was not, like, unbelievable. Jordan Alvarez was on one. But did Jose Altuve have a really good series? No, I don't. Think no, he stunk. He was bad. Stunk every time I saw him, he was striking out. No, he was. I think he was like, zero for eighteen at one point, or zero for twelve, or something. He was bad. Yeah, it's not like their offense was unreal. It should be. Uh, on paper, I mean, you look like, you're like Ooh, okay, it should be. They should really win this. But I think it's again, the Astros didn't really come to play. Uh, they kind of just won that series because you know they're just were a better fundamentally sound team than the Mariners. And the Mariners had a little bit of that team of destiny, but uh, the Astros, I mean, are the Astros, and they did enough. Uh, it's not like they blowed, they blew my brains about how good they were. Uh, they're beatable for sure, I think. Do I w- think they will lose this series? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, you're right in every sense. The fact that you guys don't have a closer is pretty uh, is alarming. Because listen, like Holmes and Wandy look good, but it, this is this is the Astros. Yeah, and you can't you can't throw to Jordan Alvarez in the ninth inning. That's gonna be that's gonna be key for you guys. I would not throw to him, uh, unless it's Wand. Wandy has to be the guy. It, yeah. Who is so? It's Verlander, Tyone. You already said that's a win. Fromber versus Cole. I'm guessing. Sneak that out though. I mean, that's that should work. Yeah, can't be cold. Can he just pitched like he warmed up today? I like I, I don't because he would be on three days rest unless they say he warmed up today and that's a that's a day of work. Yeah, I don't know if it could be cold. I mean, I would throw Severino there and then you know bring Cole to New York. Yeah, Cole in the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, it, the, listen, it's listed TBD right now, so it's not in there. But uh, yeah. I mean, one one thing that's interesting is I've been into the defensive metrics lately and, and get for getting into those for the first time, which, by the way, I'm about to go into a thing about Carlos Correa very quickly. But uh, defensively, the Yankees have the edge at everywhere but shortstop. Uh, shortstop's a hole right now defensively. I don't know what they're going to do. With Benintendi coming back, do they want Oswaldo Cabrera at shortstop or do they want to die on the hill of Isaiah Connor falefa I don't know. I don't know what decision they're going to make. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we will see. Third base, Donaldson was the best defensive third baseman, according to DRS. I don't know. You know, listen, there's DRS and there's OAA. 
I tend to lean OAA. The Yankees base their defense off of DRS. That's why they like IKF. They said he's a he's one of the best defensive shortstops in the game because they look at DRS. I look at OAA more because I think it, it values more of what a defender is. Uh, DRS is more placement and positioning. That's why I think it values Kiner Falefa more because he doesn't, if he's positioned well, yeah, he makes the play. He has no range. That's more what OAA uh, uh, measures. He can't really make plays to his left or to his right very well because he doesn't have the best feet. But second base, pretty neutral. DRS, Altuve was terrible, uh, and Glaber was plus. But OAA, Altuve was plus, Glaber was neutral. So it's it's pretty, uh, you know, if you want to judge there. First base, Rizzo's a negative defender, but I believe he's better than Yuli uh, in both uh, areas there. And still, I'm taking a lefty first baseman over the righty all day. Uh, anyway, Kyle uh, Judge is a better defender than Kyle Tucker. Bader's, uh, I believe, a better defender than Chaz McCormick. Uh, Bader's a top five, but the, the, the only reason McCormick starts is because of his defense. He's not the best hitter. And then left field, if Jordan's the left fielder, which is what they've been doing because of that short wall on left, Ben Intendi's a better defender than Jordan Alvarez. And Trevino led the big leagues in DRS at catcher. So essentially at every position, the Yankees are there defensively. And if they – but we've seen three terrible plays with those bloopers to left field. That's why I'm saying shortstop, the most important position on the field. You can be plus everywhere else, but shortstop lost them a game. And and there have been three bloop plays that they haven't made because of left field, shortstop, third base communication. That's that's my biggest concern is shortstop as well. It's uh, the more you're saying these guys, you know, I really would. If you guys could play like a fundamentally sound defensive game and really, you know, kind of just limit the long ball, you're going to give yourself a shot. Yeah. Uh, that's really what I think it probably will come down to limiting the long ball and then you guys are playing solid defense. I think you're going to get your hits. Uh, yeah. Verlanders look vulnerable. Uh, so maybe we might not even give him that one. He was v- vulnerable against the Mariners. I mean, he gave up. He gave up six runs. I forget. It, it, he, he, he didn't do well. No, and then they, uh, it was just the Mariners being idiots, and they lost that game. Uh, he yeah. was very vulnerable. I mean, you can't you can't really pencil that in. Granted, I, he's the Cy Young over there, right, in the AL? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, granted, he's the Cy Young, but he's also, you know, he's also 39. Uh, he's old. Well, I mean, look at Scherzer's arm fell off. Uh, uh, DeGrom was decent. So the, the older pitchers, I mean, you know, they can't go forever. No, they can't. Although, did you see Noah Syndergaard thinks that he can return to 99-100 next year? He's like, I know what I am right now, you know, and he's like throwing 94-95. I know what I am right now, but next year I really think I can get back to 99-100. to I'm like, maybe out of the pen. What do you mean? Why, why can't you do that right now? <laughs> Are you going to gonna do it in an off season that you can get back to 99-100? to I doubt it, dude. Uh, either way. I don't get that. Yeah, but uh, Steve's predictions as well. Uh, he has Yankees in seven uh, and Padres in six. So I suck. You guys, huh? you guys stink. Both picking the Padres. Yeah, well, Steve and I, Steve and I have been on the Padres for a long time too, and that like we were on them when they made their offensive. I mean, offseason additions. Then the team failed, and we flopped on the pick. And it's been a long journey for Steve and I. Like they're they're here now, and and 
you know, it, it's something to watch. I mean, so we've been with them for a while on this this thing. So you you picked Padres and Shroes. <laughs> it sounds gross, but yeah. You pick Padres and Shroes. I'm picking Phillies and Shroes. And and uh, Steve's going Yankees and and uh, Padres. Interesting. Interesting. So all three different. But yeah. No. The good thing is you guys will both be wrong about the Phillies. Uh, when did Steve Steve say Padres and what? Did he have a game or no? Six. Padres and six. They're gonna win. They're gonna win. Is he saying they're gonna win twice and twice at home and then once in Philly and then again at home? Is that what he's thinking? Steal one in Philly. Only game they could do it is game three. Only game they could do it is game three. Ranger yeah. and Musgrove's a mismatch. Uh, give me Mike Clevenger. But again, then it's NLCS and you're having Philadelphia rocking. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's This is a very fun series. And I, I, I also dislike the people that are like, it's terrible for ratings. This is a great baseball matchup. I, I, don't, I didn't want to see Dodgers-Braves again. Fuck that. I'm done. If it was, if it was Dodgers spells, uh, I'd only be worried about the offense. Really, I'd be worried about the offense of the Dodgers, and that's it. Uh, by the by, the way, I, I just want the Dodgers offense is the most overrated thing I have ever seen. What what were people talking about? I'm sorry, dude. Left field's a hole. Center field's a hole. DH is a hole. Three spots in the lineup they don't got, and then second base. Was I mean Max Muncie hit two hundred? Mac uh, Gavin Lux had a terrible second half. Chris Taylor had a terrible season. So second base was just meh the whole year. What, what the, the offense was just Freeman, Betts, Turner. Yeah, basically, and Justin Turner had a decent season, and Will Smith, good season. But like, it's not. It wasn't lethal. Like I, I don't like everyone claimed to what I thought the Braves' offense was more dangerous than the Dodgers. And I think the Phillies lineup at full potential, and this is a bold pick, is better than the Dodgers lineup in some ways. It's as strong. It's as strong. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, if you were going to throw Phillies-Dodgers, Wheeler over Urias, right? Over Urias? Who? Bieber what? No, Wheeler over Julio uh, Urias. Yeah. Nola and Kershaw? Right. Well, <laughs> listen, I mean, you know, you, you got it. I mean, Kurt Kershaw, it, it's just so tough because he's a Hall of Famer and obviously better than Aaron Nola. And we all know that. But right now, now. Just, right now, Mr. Depends on the place. It, but Dodger Stadium ain't intimidating. I don't want to hear that either. <laughs> Worst sight of all of them. Literally, our entire playoff series, uh, when we were on the run 2008-2011, we always won the Dodger Stadium. NLCS, I mean, we always would win there. Uh, yeah. It's not it, It's not threatening. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun series. Padres, Phil, is going to be fun. Yep, yep. And uh, I'll be stressed out tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully, the rest of this game goes well for the Phils. Last thing I do want to say for people is uh, Carlos Correa, a guy that I have slammed so many times for ruining my life uh, on two separate occasions – uh, with the Astros, uh, you know, I, I, the whole aftermath of it, I thought he was he, he handled it terribly with the media, all that. But I never took it away from him in terms of the player that he was. I think you can make a very strong argument that he had the best offensive season 
if you look at the stats that I'm about to talk about that Carlos Correa talks about, he led in all of them. He was number one in baseball in all of the stats that he claims everyone cares about, which are the stats that I, and I, I'm not saying that I'm some sort of savant. I've just been looking at these stats because other people have been talking about them on TV and I'm going, hey, wait a second. If they're talking about them, I'm going to start valuing them, looking into them and seeing which ones I care about. And it just so happens, Weighted Drunk Created Plus, WOBA, OPS Plus, and FIP, the stats, we had a pod, you and I, I think three weeks ago or a month ago, talking about advanced stats. You can go back to it on this uh, pod uh, website, whatever you want to call it, this page, and uh, it's on there, advanced stats conversation, whatever I titled it. And I've referenced every single one of those stats. And Correa basically went on the TBS pregame and said, "You, I told players when I got to the Twins, if you want to be paid, you got to do what the GMs want. And what the GMs want is for you to adapt to the game and to adapt to these stats. And a lot of people misconstrue this as the stat heads. Oh, these are, these are just stats. Oh, you're playing a numbers game. Oh, this isn't baseball. These stats in particular, and especially coming from a player, are, are not stats to me. Like, of course they're stats, but they are more specific in terms of how they value the game. Like, I think it actually is more baseball if you're trying to make that argument, because the way Correa presents it is you look at WOBA. It talks about plate discipline and measuring plate discipline. He said that's not walks. That's the discipline to know, okay, my hot zone is I have an OPS of this in this location. I'm not going to swing at a low and away pitch at all, whether it's a ball or a strike, because I'm just going to, I'm going to work that walk or I'm going to work that at bat to get my OBP up because that WOBA response, that plate discipline to those walks, not just not just getting walks in general, but those long walks. And, and it measures that in that stat. It measures park uh, adjustments, right? You're not just, oh, uh, someone hit 42 home runs in Coors Field. They're so good, like a Troy Tulowitzki. What are his park-adjusted stat? That's what Weighted Drunk Created Plus is. And so I think it's just a total value of what a player is. And hearing it come from a player – gives it all the validation it needs because all that I hear from people are, uh, oh, stat head. Uh, and I'm like, I am so far from that. I'm actually more traditionalist than anything. I love the eye test, but this to me value, this is like an eye test in a stat to me because it values offense the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's, there's really not really disagree. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Astros hated by any means. Um, so I like Carlos Correa, and I wanted him in Philly. I know he's a dog. Uh, but you're right. I, you're not. It's not like I can disagree with any of that. Uh, I used to. I used to not like people coming at me with stats. That was like back at early high school. Yeah, same. You to come at me with stats. Alrighty, relax. Uh, so I used to not like that, but now I kind of respect it a little more. You know, when I hear you and I look at your top ten. Uh, stuff and it, it all makes well, it makes more sense and I, I like when you can point out something that uh, you know maybe other people don't see. Uh, I do hate judging players off of uh, you know of like really advanced stats. I hate I hate like going all the way like he's not he's not that good because he doesn't have this or this in this random category. Uh, right, right. I, I think that's one of the problems in you know free agency where you know a a lot of these owners they have these 
nerd ass scouts uh, going through. Oh my God! Well, you know he's he's this, but I mean he can't do this, uh, and you know that's a little bit of the problem there uh, in free agency. And I think that was honestly a, it's a bigger part of why some people do not get as much money as they should, or uh, you know why they have to have an aggressive agent like a Scott Boris, where it's not going to matter, uh, not going to matter stats because he's going to shove money. Down it, it is all interesting, and I still have to watch that Correa analysis video from you. Yeah, no, it, it's really good. And Pedro Martinez said, if I had this information as a pitcher and I knew that after 100 pitches, my revolutions went down, my velo went down, and all that, he's like, I would have I would have handed off to my bullpen. Hearing that from Pedro, I was like, holy cow. Like, that's great. That, that's a guy that would not get off the mound because, you know, they didn't have that – He's like, if I knew that Carlos Correa had a 212 OPS on low and away sliders, that's all I'd throw to you. But they didn't have that. It was just, you know, oh, you know, scouting report is he don't hit high and in. It's they didn't have the specifics. Uh, so it's just very interesting. And uh, and to put it in perspective, like and it might, you know, tr- I'm not doing it to trigger. It's just the prime example of it that I think is good. Kyle Schwarber led the National League in home runs, had a 128 weighted drunk creative plus. Stephen Kwan and, and and Kyle Schwarber hit 218 with a 323 OBP. Stephen Kwan hit 298 with six home runs and a 373 OP, uh, uh, OBP with a 124 weighted drunk created plus. So there's only four points difference there with a guy that led the NL in home runs with 46 and a guy that had six home runs. So that's why it, like it evens them out. It's like, yeah, that is as valuable as a guy that hits 46. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. I still need Schwarber to do something uh, for the Phils. I mean, he hit 46, and he's got nothing to show for it at the playoff. So he has been yeah, on, he's been on yeah. Do you think they break up the one-two, or it's just the hot hand? They're, they just got to go. I don't think Ralph Thompson touches a thing in this lineup. Uh, and I honestly don't think he should still touch Eflin as the closer. I still do not trust him. Uh, I'd much rather Sir Anthony that we saw against the Braves close out that. I mean, he was throwing 100 and uh, right, <laughs> killing it. And then he put them to sleep. Did you see that? I love that. I loved it. Yeah. I was and then Gla- Glaber uh, cradled the bay. He did the thing Naylor did at the final out. It's something great. you do at the end of a series. Something you do at the end. Once you've beaten them and it can never like come back against you. I, I gritted yeah. off the field uh, in Arizona. <laughs> I gritted off the field after like one win where we won like 10 times. We played the same team again. And uh, I wasn't pitching, so uh, but we got killed. <laughs> they were they were like talking about my gritty because it went viral, and I was like, eh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that, but it was so sad. Oh yeah, no, I, that was one of the first things you showed me when I met you. That was the best thing ever. That was awesome. But uh, what was I going to say? I, th- did you see the gritty in the NFL? I forget the player, but he was made fun of for how bad his gritty was. Then he scored a touchdown. He did it all the way to his sideline, just as bad. Exactly. Mike yeah. Kinnick, uh, the Dolphins. The tight end. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's hilarious. I mean, he knows he's bad at it, and people are like, <laughs> rating. like Jamar Chase was like actually great. I was like, what are you doing as a joke? I feel like Harold doing the gritty like down the sideline. Like, Jesus. They're doing it as a joke. Alrighty, Rory, get back to your fills. This is a great pod. Yankees start tomorrow. Game well tonight. We're uploading it on Wednesday. They start tonight. Uh, and game two of the Phillies will also be tonight. They don't have an off day? Nope. All right, so game two tonight as well. Thank you for listening. Please share this if you liked it. Leave a like, comment. That really helps us out. 
Uh, and Rory, you have something to say? Actually, it's a four o'clock game, I think. Not like it's a night. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We can't That's nice. Obviously, the Yankees, Yankees are a bigger uh, market, so they got to put down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, though, I think that's going to be scenic San Diego in the day. That they, they need to show that off, too, how beautiful that ballpark is. Um, so, yeah, great pod. We will come back. Whoever lives in the World Series will do a pod for it. Hopefully it's our two teams. I mean, that <laughs> 9 rematch, we didn't say that once this entire pod, but it's it's a possibility. We'll see. Uh, so thanks, Rory. You can follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. Uh, you can follow Tor- uh, Rory on Twitter at rtedimer9. That's in the description as well. And thank you for listening. We'll be back for the World Series. Strictly Sports later this week as well. We'll see you. That's a win for us. This is a trap series for the Braves. And there's no doubt about it. Yes, you should take Freed over Ranger in game one. Game two is absolutely Wheeler over uh, Kyle Wright. I don't care how many games Kyle Wright can win. It's Wheeler over Wright. Nola over Morton. Game four, if Strider is not there, the series changes. And it. you have to throw Bailey Falter against Jake Odorizzi, I'll take the Phillies still. I'll take Falter over Odorizzi. There's no, there's no chance Odorizzi is getting through. Our I, I, can, I would say that – in Philly, he'd have to do that too, Odorizzi. In Philly. The Philly crowd is going to be going nuts. I might be there. There we go. For all I know. If it's game four, Odorizzi, if it's game four, Odorizzi versus Bailey Falter, I'm going to be going berserk. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm going crazy. Uh, but either way, I Dave Bishop's an idiot for calling me an idiot. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, Dave Bishop. There's no doubt about it. Oh, man. We will see, man. So, uh, man, playoffs start tomorrow. Well, we're recording this Monday night. So, when you're listening to this, it'll be the morning of the playoffs. Games start at 1 o'clock with your fills. You'll be at work again. I mean, it's just unfair, but just how stuff works sometimes. But I'll be watching all day. I've also got Rangers opening night at the same time as the Yankees. So, I'll have some double TV action going. Uh, Sports heaven tomorrow night. I'm loving it. It's gonna be some nice vibes. Don't worry, Rangers will be on mute. Don't you know? I'm not. I'm baseball is the focus tomorrow night still, but uh, gotta gotta get the Rangers included too. We will see how it all plays out. I'll tell you this though: it won't be a happy championship preview pod if the Yankees are not in the championship series. So better watch out for that. You didn't say what you had though. Was it Braves and Hall? Oh. <laughs> see, the thing is, it's like. If they lose game one, I'd say five games. If they win game one, I'd say four. Yeah. If it only, if, yeah. I don't know what to do. I think I'd say Braves in five. But I could also be thinking Phillies in three if they win game one. It's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's honestly absurd. The way those matchups would go, offense completely dismayed. Without even thinking of it, the way those matchups would go, I it'd be it'd be crazy, and the way Ranger pitches against the Braves is also even crazier. That's another thing too. I mean, we'll we'll see, and Ranger will have to do it on the road for like that's what like it, it's a it's a very unlikely game to win, but if you do, I mean, it, it really does. Like, <laughs> don't let me do it. Don't let me do it, Dave. Don't let me win game one. Oh man, we'll be watching. Uh, we'll have a strictly sports later this week previewing and reviewing the latest in college football in the NFL. Humongous college football weekend coming up. You got Penn State, Michigan, 
Alabama, Tennessee. Those are the games we wait for all season. We'll have another Backyard Bets giving our picks for the games as well. Tyler and I will be back at it. We have a Strictly Hockey from a few weeks ago where Adam uh, and, and CJ and I previewed the NHL season. You can take a look at that before the season starts today because you'll be listening to it today. And for this edition of Strictly Baseball, I am Jacob Brown. Thank you, Rory, for coming on once again. And, man, we, we might be to two totally different human beings by the next time we do a Strictly Baseball. We'll see you next time.